0: Yo, hello. Yo, 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 yo.
1: I'm like slightly off my game today, so
0: you know. Okay, um, I I don't know where I'm at.
1: I don't know, you know, you have have you ever been in the situation where you just kind of need a nap?
0: I feel like I've been in that situation since like the age of 28, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm at 40 now, I'm on the fourth floor, so no, take that how you will. It might, it might, Andrew. I hate to break it. Mm. It might all be downhill from here, buddy. That's not funny. <laughs> Sorry, not to bum you out, but. No. Well, well, welcome to adulting! Mm. Clap for that, you stupid bastard. <laughs> <laughs> It's dark in there.
1: Uh, um, I have an important question, and you're apparently because okay. you're not on Twitter, so you're unaware of this. Are I, you? A, to,
0: I I literally haven't been on Twitter. Like I haven't even logged into the Twitter website all week except for today to find some things for the show,
1: which is remarkable to me. But um, yeah. Are you a Surgeon <laughs> Cell or are you are you Hanpilled?
0: Okay, now that I'm looking at the show notes, I like no this is so funny because this, it's like this
1: made its way onto TikTok, tock right uh,
0: it, it it did but i just didn't like want to see any of it so i just swiped away so like i'm aware that the the good doctor has become a meme and a thing yeah but um, i don't know
1: but before this did you get like, do you get the like you know thirty second bits of uh of TV shows shown to you on no, TikTok? Because no, get it's that's like fifty percent of my TikTok experience is like <laughs> you know I've I've nearly seen an entire episode of The Good Doctor.
0: <laughs> you know, I, it's so funny when people describe their TikTok, they like talk to you and they say. Hey, man, have you seen all those like goats yodeling videos? That's it's like my my furry page is full of goat yodeling. And I'm like, no, I what? Well, the avocado <laughs> dog. Yeah. Like everybody's experience <laughs> is so hyper customized. And it's there's yeah. just like so many different things people are saying on there. Yeah. Right. So, so no, I think I, this
1: is a meme that that started on TikTok, but then crossed over to Twitter where it really took off. Um uh-huh. And it's just a clip from the Good Doctor where uh, the titular Good Doctor is yelling that he's a surgeon, and then there's Doctor Han who's just sitting there. Uh, and people have determined that he's a Chad because he has a really chiseled face. So
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> um,
1: but the context of this episode is that uh, the Good Doctor got fired for being transphobic in this episode. So um, oh
0: oh oh you know, yeah. So also. Uh, also, there's
1: <laughs> like a there's like a more general controversy about the Good Doctor anyway, which is like the the premise of it is that the main character is an autistic surgeon, um, mm-hmm. and their portrayal of autism is a little, I would say, heavy handed. And then they've done like cross collaborations with Autism Speaks, which is all, uh, you know, very bad. So
0: very bad, not good.
1: Um, yeah. Nope. We don't like that anyway um that's that i don't know i don't know i sort of watched this go viral as it happened because i follow one of the i don't know if you could call them influencers or tastemakers or whatever who like was spinning up the meme uh Mm -hmm. so kind of interesting and then people are like what does this mean why is it going viral and it's like doesn't really mean anything it's just going viral because it's just sort of ridiculous you know um Sometimes sort of absurdist like, in a way is there
0: some sort of marketing or political like bent behind something happening and, it, and in I this get,
1: case no it was just, it just like seems pure random. yeah it's basically like modern dadaism as it as it were so yeah
0: um so but wait I'm, so he did a trans uh, he transphobia, did a transphobia yeah
1: so uh you know and, and this they trans- and they're
0: saying that that's good or bad um
1: so he gets so uh okay uh season one episode 14 she is about the good doctor learning how not to be transphobic when presented with a trans patient good doctor says because of her XY chromosome science says he's male eventually good doctor learns about trans identity correctly dent genders his patient but the misgendering scene has been circulating on tiktok so now there are people who only know two things about the good doctor he was transphobic one time and dr han is the enemy of the good doctor therefore dr (laughs) han is a trans ally
0: it's like a whole i don't know it's like a whole
1: story arc you know so
0: man i don't know if i have the bandwidth for the internet anymore maybe i'm maybe i'm becoming Real, things real happen so
1: killed. quickly now <laughs> um
0: it's like you know. so hard to keep track of yeah yeah also i've know. been busy being an influencer so there's that well, and the- i'm just
1: reading here too because i have vulture.com open it says here kelly clarkson show employees are traumatized by toxic workplace i feel like that's just every kelly workplace- clarkson is one of the daytime chat shows i feel like that's just an article that gets written about every j- daytime chat show like i don't know like Ellen's workplace was toxic mm. to like, I don't know what
0: maybe just the whole industry is it bad. Seems like maybe? maybe, maybe
1: it seems like that just comes with the territory, you know, maybe like, it's almost like Hollywood is highly to- exploitative. <laughs> if yeah, only there were some people attempting work. to do something about that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hashtag WGA. Let's support them. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just looking up because I've become an influencer. That's maybe why. Yeah. I haven't been so dialed in because I, I did a TikTok that's doing
1: 97.1k well, views. Here's the thing. I think if you want to take it to the next level, you really need to be plugged in so that you can, uh, <laughs> you know, iterate on these memes. You know, your next your next big TikTok can be like where you're Dr. Han or something.
0: I'll do like know. a get ready with me as the good doctor.
1: Yeah. Surgeon cell seething, <laughs> etc. <laughs>
0: So while while um, while that's been going on, I've been just going and getting more comestibles from the gas station. So
1: How have you now?
0: I, I went to the first of all, you know, I had to do it to him. I went to the wrap snacks section. Of course, I saw this I mean, new you gotta one. Listen.
1: They- They're like one of the few remaining innovators in the in the snack space. They
0: they just keep making them like they have like they probably have more SKUs than Frito Lay. It's amazing. I don't know how they're doing it, but, you know, God bless them so this one has they're this really, one i got they're
1: really swimming against the current you know We're in a world where like inventory is considered to be like economically poisonous like yeah. my goodness this is absolutely spectacular
0: so so this one i got because the picture of snoop dog on it they, mm-hmm. they dude they yossified snoop they look did. at this
1: they, <laughs> they airbrushed <laughs> him a bit yeah
0: they, they, snoop is <laughs> like he already looks pretty young like he doesn't you know what i mean like yeah because this is not a i don't
1: think this is a particularly recent photo of him it's a it's a well-known photo of him but i think it's a number of years old at this point but they like went in and did the beauty filter on it even more so like uh, you know man skincare routine you know
0: (laughs) yeah so it's uh, the name and the name of this is ridiculous og barbecue cheddar so interesting when, and then underneath it says Snoop Dogg flavored potato chips, which leads one to believe mm. that um, they could be flavored like Snoop Dogg, yeah, that Snoop Dogg know. is flavored okay. like OG barbecue cheddar. And then on the top it says, stay focused and be relentless, which you know what? That's a good message for me. Yeah. So let's open these bup- these puppies up and see what these are all about. So they're like a classic regular potato chip. They're not like a kettle or a, um, maybe they're a little kettle-y, but mm-hmm. uh, they're not like ruffles or anything. So let's see.
1: While you're doing that, I do want you to know that you can buy a Memorial Day weekend fun pack, 30 bags of chips for only uh, $57.99 from wrapsnacks.net. That's so much money. Comes with five of their top selling flavors. Lil Baby All In, Rick Ross Sweet Chili Lemon Pepper, Master P Barbecue Honey Puffs, Snoop Dogg Barbecue Cheddar Cheddar Chips, and Migos Sour Cream with a dab of ranch.
0: Oh my gosh, dude. These are so damn good. Mm. Um. So you know how the thing about cheddar and sour cream chips is they're so good, but they're just so savory. Like sometimes, mm. like even me, like, and I'm a salt boy, like straight mm. up. It, even yeah. with me. You have like, been described as salty. I'll, yeah. Every time I'm I'm eating them, like I reach a point where I go, like I get a little bit of disgust because I'm like, ah, it's so much salt. Just like.
2: Yeah. And listen
0: to this. Listen to this. No. Is that something our sisters want
1: to hear? To me, (laughs) um, you know, with all of these flavors, uh, it feels like really what America needs and has needed for a long time is just all dressed chips. Like, we just, why haven't they been brought?
0: They have wrap We did. We didn't. We cover one of the their all dressed kind of ones. Um, well, I'm not like, a fan of the all like, dressed because they. But tend like Frito to be Lay too, hasn't, yeah. you know,
1: brought them is the thing. So,
0: they're to me all dressed is a, a good concept, but they're they they are always too far on the sour side. They need to tone down that part of it. Mm. Um. Alright, This next one might kill me. So okay, I die on air. Uh. Please Cheetos. please plant we me have in a your forest. Cheetos
1: extra flavoring hot.
0: Yeah, and these are like Mexican import ones. So they have yeah, like a big right. sticker on it. This product is not authorized by the United States trademark owner for important and is physically and materially different from authorized product. And it says in big letters corn snack, chili pepper, and cheese artificially flavored. Wave but you it's
1: like it's like this product is technically illegal to sell,
0: yeah, in basically. the U.S.
1: because it's so spicy. They're
0: they're just like big. I mean, they just look like flaming hots uh, They're a little bigger than the ones here. Like, they're yeah. Well, that's see, that's the
1: thing is we we get the short end of everything. You know,
0: <laughs> the short end of the corn stick. Okay, yeah. let's do this. Hmm. Okay, so. They're kind of, like, more smoky. Ooh, these are good, dude. These are, maybe I'm just hungry. I don't know, but, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's holy possible. crap. So these <laughs> taste like, I mean, stupidly, these taste like if Flamin' Hots were invented in Mexico. Yeah, right. Like, the chili is, le- like, the chili spice flavor is less artificial and more, like, actual chili peppers. Oh, hmm. This is freaking, this, this, this is bringing me back. This is like making me feel like I'm in San Felipe, like by the beach. This is, Mm. holy crap.
1: You're having a religious experience.
0: They're not that hot. (laughs) I feel like I'm going to pay for saying that though. All right. I like four or five. I think that's a good, they're not as, they're not as hot. I don't think, but The flavors deeper. These are if you can get these, man. I mean, I don't know if you would, Andrew. Oh no, I certainly can. (laughs) But if you if you love like spicy food, holy crap, those are, man. Yeah, ten out of ten. I don't think I could obtain
1: them, but even if I could, I I probably would not want to.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's 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 uh. I I mean I don't know. I'm just I gotta eat one more, man. This is so good. Like I feel like, am I in Mexico now? You know,
1: <laughs> you're just gonna be crunching the rest of the episode. Basically. <laughs> I'm
0: so sorry. See, this is why I need a mute switch. I keep saying yeah. that. <laughs> right. That dog ate every smack of that Cheeto. Okay,
1: very good.
0: Uh, <laughs> I actually de- I accidentally hit that one <laughs> because I was trying to hit our hit our time our chime <laughs> thing between segments. But I was on the heel board, and this—that's where that is See, on that's, the Huel board. You
1: are watching a master at work. <laughs> We've already got our mojo back. Now yeah. we just have to remember to say what? all the things that we that we say.
0: <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, in a kingly manner.
1: Kind of a skill issue.
0: Remember, remember to empower imagination is also also yeah. key for us to do that we never really quite do anymore. I don't feel like, which in a uh, Petersonian sense, I understand.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So. We we got a California corner today because I have a, I had a few stories that I collect. Okay, yeah. The spices, the spices for, for, catching up, Andrew. <laughs>
1: it's California corner, fortunately or unfortunately.
0: Yeah, isn't that amazing how that phrase like we started using it, and it wasn't not a lot of other people caught like caught on to that phrase. Mm. We've been using it as a meme forever. Um, and now it's back. Like, I think, I think we influenced Trump to bring it back. I'm going to take credit for it. Mm. Fortunately or unfortunately. (laughs) Um, so California air regulators decide on zero emissions rules. Have you heard about this, Andrew?
1: I did. Yes. Um, there, this is actually, um, something that I probably missed that I should have put in because this is like transit vertical train related stuff. Mm. Um, The California Air Resources Board, a.k.a. CARB, um, has uh, passed uh, some new regulations uh, that will uh, uh, drastically increase zero emissions requirements for heavy vehicles, namely like semis and then also locomotives. And um, knowledge. There's sort of a problem here, which is that um, regulators I don't know if you know about this, but regulators don't often really understand what they're regulating because they are often <laughs> politicians uh and not mm. like subject matter experts. Yeah. Um so uh they want to make uh, a bunch of locomotive zero mission. Um which is great. We have a way to do that it involves stringing up wires. The problem is nobody wants to do that because it's expensive. Um so what they are thinking that they're going to get them to do is to have like battery locomotives and then maybe even hydrogen locomotives and both of those things are preposterous and won't happen (laughs) um basically uh they want um let's see what were the rules the rules were basically that like locomotives older than a certain age have uh, to be
0: retired by 2035 i think it is yeah
1: Starting in 2030, only locomotives under 23 years old will be allowed to operate in California. And this basically screws every small railroad Mm. because small railroads basically subsist off of like the the old locomotives from bigger railroads. So like small railroads are all using GP9s from like the 1960s or 70s. And yeah, they're not clean. They spew a lot of black smoke into the air, but they are drastically cleaner Comparatively a new one to to making a new one and to like <laughs> the of fleet of like. well and also to like <laughs> imagine how long of a train just a single locomotive could pull versus how many trucks would be necessary to pull that you know Um yeah like a single semi truck has what on the order of I don't know like a thousand horsepower maybe and then one of these locomotives is like three thousand horsepower and they haul much much more than a single trailer. um so california is basically gonna make them all be scrapped um and they're gonna have to buy locomotives under the age of 23 which those are all of the good locomotives that the railroads like to use because they're fuel efficient and they're like the big railroads aren't gonna give those up but also no one is building new locomotives uh in this country for railroads in this country. Like we do still have two locomotive manufacturers. Almost all of their business is for foreign markets at this point. (laughs) Um, and then like, I don't know, like what, where do you like? There's just not like, there's only been one battery electric locomotive made by GE and it's kind of a joke and then like hydrogen locomotives are theorized, but don't even exist. And there are obviously issues with that. Um, so I don't know. I feel like, I feel like, uh, they probably could have taken a different tack on this. Uh, I
0: mean, I think the thing is like with so many of these things, we keep running into the, the obvious thing that nobody's going to do, which is you have to nationalize shit. Like you can't, you can't, like or, convince the market to do what you want it well, this to do is, for the sake of this kind of stuff. It, like it's, it's so convoluted where it's just like, you, you got to make it like super simple and straightforward. And it's got to be kind of like, I hate to say it like authoritarian. Do you know what I mean? Like it has to be like, we're just doing this and you know, we're going to make everybody do it across the board. Right. Um, which well, this, this is the thing going to do really. these
1: regulators, you know they have no money what money they have they don't really want to spend um like what would be a a good thing to do here if they said uh we're mandating that you have to electrify all of the railroads in california and by the way we're going to give you some money to do that because we think it's a it's a good you know use of taxpayer funds or we're just gonna you know like not necess- not nationalized but you know like the state is going to buy all of the railroad lines in the state yeah. and electrify them at our own expense and then you can like contract with us to run on them but they're not doing that right. instead they're just making a rule that you have to throw away your perfectly good locomotives and uh buy new ones which and, let's let's uh, let's be
0: honest was probably influenced by the, the people in the industry with all the money and power, right? Like, right. they're always, they always have a seat at those tables. So, like, they're, well, this they're is, influencing it to be to their advantage against their competitors.
1: Th- this is probably going to bankrupt most of the smaller railroads because they just don't have the money to spend on new passenger locomotives. Their their margins are razor thin as it is, you know.
0: You know what? Is 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 Monopoly woke? Is that is that what we're <laughs> fighting out like <laughs> <laughs> let's just do a Monopoly. I, that's that's
1: good. Few understand this.
0: That, that's yeah. good for the environment, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. I mean the stuff they have for like trucks seems to make more sense. Like the the rules basically like, you know, California has like a really Strong influence on those auto automotive standards, and especially for like trucking and stuff, because yeah, like so much of the country's imports come through Long Beach Harbor in California. Right. So, and I don't so, like you know, anything trucks, going in and out of there has to be electric. And that you know what that kind of makes sense.
1: Trucks have a, a shorter lifetime anyway. You know, yeah, like there's very yeah. few trucks from like the 1980s still driving around, and those that are are not in particularly great shape. And also like i am support in support of uh reducing the amount of trucks generally so that's, they really that's should've...
0: generally what has to happen yeah yeah there's so. there's been a huge increase like over the maybe the past 10 years because i live off of the 15 freeway which is like a huge major artery for moving stuff out of the long beach harbor like out of that area from the coast and getting it in to the interior of the united states and like I mean, the, the number of semis on the road, like you'll have, sometimes you'll be on this freeway and there'll be like points where there's four lanes and there's like semis in every lane. Yeah. (laughs) Like, and it just makes traffic impossible. It's, it's pretty bad. I just think, you
1: know, I'm, uh, really like one of the reasons I supported the green new deal was because it actually understood that if you want things to change, you have to pay money for them. Like, yeah. it's like okay we want zero emissions like we want more people to drive evs we want more zero emissions trucks and locomotives but we're not gonna pay for it we're just gonna make it illegal for you to drive your current perfectly good car but you're gonna have to replace it at your own expense and by the way they're more expensive because they're newer Um,
2: yeah so it's funny
0: because it's like it's funny to observe this switch in my thinking. And and I, from what I know about you, you're thinking where like in the past, you would look at this stuff and you'd see like, okay, all of this litigiousness and this increasing of codes and laws isn't really constructive. And so in the past we went, well, obviously libertarian answer is to just get rid of it all, you know, like, That's the answer. But, like, now we've grown and mature and we realize, like, no, there has to be some sort of, like, strong state action like (laughs) right it's funny because it's the same problem we're 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 both sides of it are diagnosing the same issue but the conclusions are just wildly different and one of them is actually like realistic when you when you think about it in more than two steps you know what i mean yeah there's
1: there's you know there's the libertarians who should who are like oh i should be able to drive like a coal rolling giant diesel uh truck you know because and I don't give, like, because I don't believe that like we actually share air and that I that my actions can affect you, you know, well, like, even, just don't even breathe to give them the, the d- exhaust
0: even to give them the benefit of the doubt and give them like the best argument that they have. They say that, like, if you give people the freedom, they will they will organically realize what the best solution is and do it because they have their own self-interest. It. You know what I mean? Like, which is just which not. is we realize that's not how people <laughs> work. Like, yeah that's That's very like econ 101
1: like rational consumer stuff and and as someone who makes irrational consumer decisions like (laughs) you know come on yeah it's preposterous to me
0: (laughs) um speaking of direct action uh (laughs) this one's kind of interesting this is like extremely like i don't know like California to me. Um, I love. If if a, I love
1: a local newspaper, the La Jolla yeah, Light.
0: The La Jolla Light. If, for those of you who don't know, La Jolla is where uh, probably some of the worst people in the world live. Like um, truly a the richy sort of
1: rich part of California.
0: richy rich. Like these are people who are like you picture them. They're in like the white cardigan in this in the short shorts and they have the the boot shoes the boat shoes on um <laughs> the boot shoes <laughs> the boot shoes the boat shoes so so what it is is there is this like sort of like cliffside stairway that went down to the beach in La Jolla mm. and a resident was like sick of seeing that the rail these wood railings and steps that went down to the beach were like constantly like neglected and they weren't being painted and I don't know if you know this Andrew but um when you put a bunch of like untreated wood, next to um the ocean like you know that's like 30 feet away uh uh, that doesn't go well it uh starts to warp and crack and wear down
1: and i would also point out because this is a fact that has been forgotten by it seems like a large portion of western society that is when you build a structure you do have to maintain it
0: yeah yeah it's it's so funny like
1: you can't just build it and be done You, you have to you know touch it up from this is the time.
0: stuff i see like too, like all any new construction going on just drives me up the wall and i realize i'm becoming my dad more and more every day in this regard like i see it and i'm like this is not sustainable like how are they going to maintain this going yeah. forward like all of this well, stuff is know gonna break not. down <laughs> yeah and i'm just like god here they go again like just put something in that that is feasible to like be maintained like uh so so do you basically, that what's kind of they had like a little thing on the top of this so it's like a set of stairs going up this cliff and at the top there's a little boxed area with railing and two benches and apparently the, it's called the penalty box and it dates back to the 1960s when Winden did was a little more rowdy. Oh, I guess it's called Wind and Sea. Like wind and Win, sea. Wind, wind and sea? And sea? Yeah, it's That's like, a freaking California-ass name. It's, so, like, it's
1: Wind and Sea. W-I-N-D-A-N-S-E-A. I think it's... Sorry, I'd, You know...
0: Yeah, Wind and Sea. It's a compound... Wind, wind and Sea. Wind and Sea. Now, that's... I want, sorry, I didn't mean that's a California-ass name. I mean, that's a San okay. Diegan-ass name, okay? Yeah. People...
1: I just listen, wanna, I was born there, okay? I just... I know how, know how this is. I'm just gonna say, you know...
0: That's not funny
1: yeah anyhow police would use that would use
0: the area at the top of the stairs to hold people who were drinking on the beach Mm. so you got you got in trouble you got sent up to the penalty box (laughs) and uh basically like it hasn't been maintained so a guy just like started painting it and of course people started getting mad like the government was like hey hey that's our job anytime you do something the government's not doing any sort of direct action that really bugs them and they put so much effort into stopping you from doing the thing that they're supposed to be able to do rather than just fixing the problem which kind of yeah, sort of gives they away the actually game fix, like
1: even if you're doing so like this happens in cities where like people will put bollards along the bike lanes to stop yeah. cars from running into them and then the city will come and pull them up and be like those are illegal you know, there's a really authorized. good account
0: that there, I think, is he in Memphis or Nashville? One of those, one of those cities on TikTok, And he just like, it's like a group of people and they just go around fixing things and repairing things and putting their little mutually like direct action logo thing on stuff. And it just drives the city nuts. Like they, they'll like do like purposefully break their stuff. It's yeah. just insane. Like people, people in general, I feel like want to have community and take care of things. And it's only these, like, stupid ideological structures and political structures Pe- that we build that that stop it from happening sometimes, I you think, know?
1: I think people want their government to actually do, like, material work that they can see. And so much of, like, municipal governance these days is, how do you avoid doing that? Because it costs too much money,
0: yeah, you know? How do you... um. How do you like pay lawyers? How do we right. pay more lawyers? We have to business? hold a meeting,
1: you know, we <laughs> have to pay planners and lawyers and consultants, and then I'm going to give the contract to my brother who owns, you know, exactly uh, asphalt paving
0: company. It's a lot of like make work for fail cousins is like yeah. almost any government institution. It's like, and once again, libertarians see that, <laughs> that so, one conclusion. So, in know, I, I see think that and see a different conclusion.
1: In Ohio, I think the Republicans uh, tried to, um, I'm not exactly sure what they thought they would accomplish by this, like either that we would all realize how expensive things were or be like slightly annoyed, but like basically whenever there's a big public works project, like, you know, uh, resurfacing a road or whatever, they have to put up a sign um, that says, you know, like you're voted money at work or whatever, but then it has to list the total project cost on the mm-hmm. sign as you're driving past. So like they read it an intersection near me and a total project cost was like several million dollars for like uh, two intersections. <laughs> it's like, I feel like, I don't know. Uh, I- I'm not a construction guy or whatever, but that seems like a lot of money to me, like more <laughs> money than it really should cost, you know, but I don't know. It's weird.
0: Yeah, that is. But the yeah, way it
1: works. Y- you know. But also, if you try to do anything about it yourself, you get in trouble. So, what can you do?
0: Speaking sp- speaking of uh, weird uh, conservatives.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Um. So, uh, we've talked about the University of Austin before. That's uh, um, Barry Weiss's. You know, not actually a university way to
0: make it sound legitimate, but it's not.
1: Yeah. Um, By the way, they hold all of their things in Dallas and not Austin. Um, You know, (laughs) read into that what you will. Um, But really, the only thing that they do, I think they are. They keep saying that they're going to actually offer like classes and degrees and whatnot. Um, but the only thing that they do is they hold this thing called the Forbidden Courses, which I think lasts. Wow. Uh, it was it's June eighteen to twenty four and June twenty fifth to July first, so it's like a handful of days. Um, and so they've uh, they put up the page for this year's Forbidden Courses. Um, and one of the things is they've, cause they did this last year, I think for the first time, and I'm going to, um, put in the discord, this photo that they, um, that they, oh, where'd it go? Hang on. Um, they've got photos of like people sitting around or whatever, but then they have a, f- um, a photo of a guy writing on a whiteboard and it's mm. just high res enough that you can read what's on the whiteboard. um, And like, so the, the topic of things written on the whiteboard is modern narratives of, or modern narratives of moral change, or no, I think this is just like random things that, uh, you know, are like dangerous ideas or whatever. Um, and so you have, or, you know, like controversial ideas, sex is binary, housing is a human right. Uh, there should be a cap on how much one can earn. Um, but then there's one where it says non-black people cannot use the N word. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they're going to teach you how to use the N word.
1: Yeah. That's, that's an idea they're debating, you know, uh, at the forbidden courses. Um, and then they've got a YouTube video too. Uh, and they've got Noth- so I'll just, nothing
0: is a hundred percent consensual is also very yeah, good that in too. selling. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: they got a YouTube video of a guy who went to the forbidden courses. So I'll just, I'm just going to play this for you here. When I graduated and I found myself at McKinsey, I found that you couldn't really openly ask a question. It also just kind of felt like people would say things to be a part of the like crowd. I I felt like there wasn't a critical thinking element, so I was really craving this, this environment.
2: When I went to Forbidden Courses, I just took time away from work, and it was like, I don't know, it felt like alive again. The types of conversations that we had didn't end at the classroom,
1: like we could just continue talking through lunch, and then late into the night, when I graduate uh, and the question here, I think, is uh, uh, what questions did you feel you couldn't ask? Boy, what conversations yeah. did you feel you couldn't have? You know, so also, Give you know, I, I like the idea that McKinsey was too, like, woke or whatever for this guy.
0: <laughs> That's incredible. You know, like the way he talks, though, is so like it sounds like did they bring on McKenzie to consult for this? Like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> It doesn't sound like a real person saying what they really think. (laughs) Yeah. It sounds like a marketing scheme, but like for something so terrible, why would you market it like this?
1: The fact that his testimonial was sort of content free as well. Like, oh, we had conversations and they didn't end uh, at the end of the day. You know, they carried on through dinner and the end of the night. (laughs) It's like, that's your, is that your pitch that like you're going to go to this thing and have conversations? Like, um, you
0: can just do that pretty much, like, wherever, dude. Yeah. Like, but you know what, you <laughs> know what
1: sucks is that this, like, forbidden courses thing, um, because it's all a right wing grift. If you apply and get accepted, you don't have to pay anything. They cover the cost of quote unquote tuition and lodging, and then they give you 300 bucks for travel, too, because some rich right wing asshole is like funding the whole thing.
0: Andrew, uh, do you have unlimited PTO?
1: I do, technically.
0: Andrew, I think we have a field report that needs to happen here.
1: So I did consider it, but <laughs> applications for this year are already closed. Ah! Uh. I did, I did look into that I was like I was like, I kind of want to see if I can go to this thing just to see what the heck is going on
0: that, you know? would, that would be so good to have a roving reporter at the forbidden courses man but you know like, that I
1: would be sitting there the whole time like that uh, guy with the throbbing vein uh, me you know just like
0: <laughs> it would be it would be really I know, hard I could to to maybe turn
1: on like my old libertarians I don't want to but I could you know like yeah, I could I don't Probably, think it's good
0: for yeah. you mentally or emotionally, you know. Yeah, but it would be good content. It sure <laughs> would. Yeah.
1: Um.
0: Well, maybe something else you can do is there's this new um this new spot in New York called the Neighborhood Trademark. You heard about this?
1: Uh, no, I haven't. And you know how much I love New York. <laughs> you know,
0: New York, the Big
1: Apple. <laughs> The Windy City,
0: hey, (laughs) New York, home of the brave. (laughs) Uh, Welcome
1: to the neighborhood. A group of San Francisco transplants and tech adjacent friends are living near. Oh my gosh! So this is just yet more San Francisco like exiles who have decided to just make San Francisco somewhere else.
0: Exactly, and (sighs) it's 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 not a cult. That's what's important to know.
1: At least they're at least, the, you know, maybe some of these people will leave Austin alone then and head to New York yeah, instead. Maybe. But, yeah.
0: But, you know, it's what it's, they're trying to do is, Andrew, is they're trying to bring high agency, emotionally intelligent New Yorkers within walking distance of one another or as they call it, clustering.
1: <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Um,
0: I love that they have to go with a new word for just gentrification or like like oh. <laughs> co-co-living spaces or yeah they're just always rebranding always be rebranding man what um, i like too
1: is that you know they're basically trying to, it's like how do you how, how the question the article asks is how do you create burning man in in new york city And in the answer you you don't you can't that's not what are you talking about if goal is to, to get burning a- man go to burning man
0: their goal is to get a hundred friends in, in a year and eventually a thousand ambitious diverse nerds into one square mile of each other. Something they liken to the Hasidic Jewish neighborhoods without orthodoxy. They've been documenting their process in stubs, Substack. So yeah. Um Jeez. <laughs> it's pretty funny. They they they're looking they were looking for a place. Um <laughs>
1: They want to get they want to get 1000 ambitious diverse nerds into 1 square mile of each other. Sounds awful. Something mm-hmm. like into a Hasidic Jewish neighborhood without orthodoxy.
0: <laughs> this reminds me this is like a sidebar but I watched all of in like one day. I watched all of Jewish matchmaking and um everyone should watch that. It was incredible. And um
1: I'm just trying to think what the nerd version of an Arab is. Is it like a Cat 6
0: cable? <laughs> you're walking around <laughs> oh no no never mind i'm gonna get all, all of the things i'm saying are so bored or thinking in my head are so borderline um but i'm gonna work on that i'm gonna workshop these jokes and run them by I, our very fantastic and wonderful jewish listeners
1: <laughs> yeah i do feel though that qualified to say that Basing something off of a Hasidic Jewish neighborhood is, is probably not <laughs> nope, something you nope,
0: want to do. Wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> wrong way. <laughs> um. Here's here's one of their, their big thinkers. New York culture follows the L train. Creativity begins in Bushwick, where rents are cheap. Ideas trickle to Williamsburg, which is corporate but artistic. Major institutions like Google and Whitney Museum at the end of the L train pick up ideas and share them. So I'm excited for all of my friends in New York to uh have to start dealing with yeah. these people. Um you know take them all as well, far the- as I'm concerned send all of the Silicon Valley people over there. We've we you know what? They've done so great for us. Thank you so much. The good We're thing not for to hold your on friends, to you anymore, though.
1: The good thing for your friends I think is that they're probably priced out of these areas already. So they won't really have to interact with these assholes. <laughs> so you know, because these are not cheap areas of New York that they're no that they're talking. That's the about.
0: thing. Like, usually when you do this, you got to migrate to somewhere where there's like nobody there already and things are cheap and no one's paying attention. I can't, like, why
1: can't they, like, move to Montana? I guess there's not good enough Wi-Fi there or whatever.
0: <laughs> I think, like, they know that they are, like, unable to live without all the amenities and, like, services that they can pay to do where like normal people who live in like rural or suburban areas, like actually take care of themselves because they like know how to do laundry right and clean and cook and things. Yeah. Like, like but if these they people have no move, skills,
1: if they did move to like North Dakota, they would immediately like collapse because they couldn't get DoorDash or whatever. <laughs>
0: yeah. <know? laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, that I'm, I, I look forward to hearing about the, uh, the downfall you know, the, of this place. The, the only
1: place you can go do an online pickup for an order is, you know, the Little Caesars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what if they, what if they like gentrified Little Caesars? Like they turned it into like, you know how oh, they've done that with that like that that's, that's a blue powerful idea. Or... <laughs> <laughs> I want
1: to, I want to see like the, like, you know, you know, the brand Marine Lair, the, the clothing brand that's, it's based in San Francisco, so it's very like San Francisco. I'm trying to imagine like what would the marine layer version of Little Caesars look like, you know?
0: I'm picturing Little Caesars, but all the like iconography and fonts and everything are like Trader Joe's. Yeah. Like hand painted signs and stuff. Right.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And instead of being five dollar hot and ready, it's like twenty
0: five. Yeah. Yeah. It's still the same pizza. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Nothing's changed about that. But But the
0: packaging is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew,
1: are you it's, ready? In, it's in a round pizza box <laughs> <laughs> we don't cut the only corners we, we cut, cut corners. are on our box <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: and that's why God.
1: it's $25 it's because the box itself is we, like $15 Andrew, each Andrew,
0: we need to stop lathing because sometimes <laughs> I need that little Caesars you know like let's stop this right now we're gonna Listen, create
1: this I'm, I'm making an intellectual point you know <laughs>
0: Um, Let's move on to Weird Are you ready?
1: Oh, I so am.
0: This is our new segment. We need a
1: theme for the Weird I don't yeah. know. What can we do I was, for. I don't I do know. We really just go- need to get a bunch like... of sound
0: clips. <laughs> we need to get a sound bunch of sound clips of people saying, like, that's weird. I, do we have something with Huel where he's like, uh, um, we yes. must?
1: It's amazing.
0: Maybe we can. I Whoa. don't know. Once again we're tricking ourselves into doing work and I need we need to slow now, our roll. Yeah. <laughs> um um this, look at this. This week's weird wikipedia is a list of sexually active popes, which is a real page <laughs> now, on wikipedia.
1: My understanding is that uh this should be a, an empty list, right? Because
0: <laughs> yeah, uh uh-huh. theoretically you'd think um that's like one of you ask people what do you know about the Catholic Church church's pope?
1: this is the thing that took me a long time to realize uh you know because i grew up in the church and they 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 uh not the catholic church but you know the, the they talk about you know um you know saving yourself from marriage and all that and what yeah. i realized is that no one is actually listening to that or like obeying no.
0: that. No, everyone, everyone's like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah,
1: everyone <laughs> thinks that that applies to everyone besides them, except for me. I was like, it oh, seems well. Seems to me
0: that like the core tenet of most religions, like, or at least the observers of those religions, is duplicity. Like right. that's what it trains you to do. And it's incredible to me because like I'm I guess I'm just enough I mean, I just took the RADS are test and I'm extremely not autistic according to that, but mm-hmm. there's some level of like spectrumness going on where like I just mm. like can't live I can't compartmentalize like that. I just like have to do what I believe, do you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Right. I, I mean, I'm just thinking, you know, how many like modern right wing evangelical Christians will go to church and hear like, you know, turn the other cheek and then uh, the next you know, they'll they'll uh, pull a gun on somebody the next day because they looked at him funny or whatever, you know,
0: which is funny because like the founder of Christianity is like one of the big messages of, of Jesus was D- don't be a hypocrite. <laughs> and it's like, they yeah. turn out to be the most hypocritical people. <laughs>
1: But you know that's that's, up, that's Orwellian to me to to say that
0: so you know Yeah and it sounds like I mean you know when you think about it, they're probably not reading the books they're not reading the manuals you got to get back to that um yeah. we'll
2: we'll so. dis-
1: we'll discuss that later on on a um a later <laughs> item episode. but this is Okay, so oh, geez, so literally the first pope, Saint Peter, was was <laughs> legally married and sexually active. Okay,
0: yeah, yeah. So I've picked I guess out some of I them guess you got to start notes somewhere. Here.
1: You know, like I'll I'll, I'll cut I'll throw him a bone for that one. You got to start yeah, somewhere. They haven't right? figured
0: it out yet. You know what yeah. I mean? It was in beta. They were in testing phases. The the but biggest then, one. Let's draw. I want to draw your attention to the first one. Is Adrian the second? Okay. So he was around the 800s, tail end of the 800s there. Yeah. He was uh, married to Stefania before he took holy orders. So, you know, okay. He he was. I would think that
1: you would be prevented from taking such holy orders were you married.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I don't know how he found a loophole there, but he was. She was still living when he was elected pope and resided with him. And then his wife and his daughter both resided with him until they were murdered. Oh by God. Eleutherius, brother of Anastasius Biblio, Biblio Cathocarius, the church's chief librarian.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they were murdered by the librarian in that, the basilica. And he was
1: a real stickler for the law, I guess. He was really <laughs> like, listen, you didn't read the books, you know. Like this. Yeah, is, he's
0: he's been reading the books of the manual. This is like, manifestly this
1: not allowed, you know. I'm sick of it.
0: So Clement Fourth is the next one I want to talk about. He's in the uh-huh. 1200s. Um, he was also married before taking orders, but he had two daughters, and they were forced to enter a convent. If like, that's how they squared the <laughs> circle there. <laughs> that's so congratulations, uh, I hope you don't get to fuck. <laughs> that's,
1: uh, yeah, what did they do to deserve that? That doesn't seem <laughs> fair to them.
0: How messed uh. up is that? Like, that's the worst, man. Imagine being them like, oh, fuck, my dad. My dad's Pope now. Sorry. Gotta go be a nun. (laughs) Womp, womp, womp. Okay. Paul III. We're Mm. moving up to the 1500s here. So, he was at first held off his ordination in order to continue his lifestyle, fathering four illegitimate children, three sons, and one daughter by Silvia Ruffini. Um, After his appointment as Cardinal Deacon of Santi Cosimo, And Damiano, he broke his relations with her around 1513, and he made his illegitimate son, Pierre Luigi Farnes, the first Duke of Parma. So
1: that's pretty good. Yeah,
0: that's pretty good. That's that's seems unpopely. John 10. This Mm -hmm. guy was in the 900s, So before this had romantic affairs with both Theodora and her daughter, Marozia, (laughs) according to some guy. (laughs) So, he 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 did a mom and daughter while he was pope. Mm -hmm. Now, why don't you go check out this uh, John John uh, the Twelfth?
1: John the Twelfth accused by adversaries of adultery and incest. (laughs) Benedict of Saracchi noted that he had a quote collection of women. (laughs) According to Liutprand of Cremona, they testified about his adultery, which they did not see with their own eyes, but nonetheless knew with certainty he had fornicated with the widow of Rainier. Uh, with Stefania his father's concubine with the widow Anna and with his own niece and he made the sacred palace into a whorehouse (laughs) John was a Christian Caligula whose crimes were rendered particularly horrific by the office he held some sources report that he died eight days after being stricken by paralysis while in the act of adultery others that he was killed by the jealous husband while in the act
0: so that's just you
1: know I don't know yeah and then I'm seeing maybe the most maybe recent. Maybe I should have become
0: a pope, dude. Yeah. Maybe I should have become a pope. Then I wouldn't be so lonely. You the know? most
1: the most recent example here is Leo the Twelfth, uh, who was uh Pope from 1823 to 1829, not married, but is uh came under suspicion of having a liaison with the wife of a Swiss guard soldier and as nuncio <laughs> in Germany allegedly fathered three illegitimate children.
0: <laughs> I, it's I just feel this like, page is so much bigger than you think it would be, really yeah like there's there's a section which is kind of problematic relationships with men we're not here to be homophobic but uh yeah. but again you know I, the church I feel like there should eh. be more uh
1: <laughs> there should be more entries for more recent popes we just don't know about them
0: yeah know? i'm sure this is going to be an expanding Because they, uh they learn
1: they learn to like not write it down in books that other people can read <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, because when they were writing this stuff down, they're like, no one's going to read this. People don't want to read. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's a uh, weird Wikipedia for for today. Mm-hmm. Oh, I almost did. the I almost did the you avocado one can't, again.
1: You can't be sexually active as a pope anymore because of woke. <laughs>
0: they won't let you be sexually active as pope because of woke. Speaking of woke, I've got a tweet here. This is our, uh, you know, come on. What's What did we I called it absolutely dog today. Yeah,
1: for sure, man. For sure, Come man. on, dude. You
0: know, Come on, dude.
1: Things of that nature.
0: Here's a tweet from, I can't read it because it's all Japanese characters, um, mm-hmm. and the avatar is uh, some Japanese woman, um, but I'm given to believe the poster is not. He sounds like a weeb. So, mm. it's, it's, it's now, now, Andrew, <laughs> this is what the, the text says. It is sad that we will never see iconic games like this, thanks to the woke and the people who complain that this sexualizes women. One slash, yeah,
1: and then, <laughs> and then the game is a really bad photo of Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball Two for the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty,
0: <laughs> <laughs> which is the booby game. Yeah, like, one of
1: one of the games that I think invented jiggle physics. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like, they spent all of their time designing that game on doing the math for for a boob jiggle.
1: Yeah, Um, like, that's not a game that you buy and play because you're interested in volleyball, you know.
0: I legitimately don't understand, though, like, you, how do you play this game and jack off at the same time? Because, like, as I understand, the controller, you need to have both hands, like how what what's the i don't know how uh, it's going well on for these people
1: yeah i don't know it's a good question like so this was xbox 360 so maybe this was like a connect thing
0: a connect thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's tracking your dog <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> you know you know how when you do like mocap like they give you the the little lines to represent the things like you see the yeah. the, the the way the computer sees it is like you're just a frame like a stick man like imagine right. the connecting a stick man and then there's like a little other stick hanging i'm just down. thinking
1: having to um you know glue little uh, white dots to uh <laughs> <laughs> everything
0: when they did mocap to like figure out i hope they didn't yeah. do that oh my god <laughs> yeah so like yeah i mean i remember when dead alive came out and um i remember the ads in the electronic gaming monthly were particularly um interesting to me as like a 12 year old but some of us grew out of that but apparently mia s archivist uh didn't and i looked at some of their other tweets and they are extremely extremely getting horny about japanese anime women and or um nudie models
1: i so. just think it's interesting i, I don't know if them. it's like in curiousness or what but i promise you that there are games like this still out there and uh, uh, probably more than there have ever been in or, fact i'm or, just
0: and hear me out hear me out actual videos of actual women's boobs yes that too <laughs> right? like or or hear me out you can actually see an actual woman's tickle like yeah. IRL you can um, do that
1: i'll note that the the most recent um uh uh installment in the dead or alive extreme beach volleyball series uh came out uh, not that long ago uh in 20 that's surprising 2016. like
0: when you said xbox 360 i was like what
1: yeah <laughs> it came out in 2016 uh and you know which which is not that long ago that's about as old as uh slightly older than uh the um uh Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, which is still considered a, a recent game, so I don't know. That's wild. Know. That's but that's also, crazy. yeah, it's like we don't listen. You know, we we don't. You don't have to rely on on just a video game to get your kicks anymore, right? Like <laughs> it's yeah, now so I mean, easy. I don't know. Easier like, than I ever. I always
0: try. I, I'm always wary of my prudish background rearing its head and me being judgmental about what people are into and their proclivities like I try not to but like come on dude like come on really come on (laughs) grow up Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, I don't know maybe they're like 12 maybe I would have been like this guy if they had let me be on twitter.com when I was like if twitter.com existed when I was 12 I don't know but like I don't think so
1: (laughs) posting about leisure suit Larry or something
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh man that was a forbidden game for us nope. for sure um th- so this next uh posting from twitter.com is from user alexand60080358 alexander robertson oh yeah is extremely... first, first
1: first name bunch of numbers those are my favorite <laughs> yeah. kinds of accounts
0: first name bunch of numbers this guy's this guy's um this is like extremely lib brained yeah um you know it's Resistance gonna be extremely Twitter. Hashtag resistance. When they start, the first word is a misspelling on purpose to try to diss something. So it's Florida. Mm -hmm. So Florida is going to go through things in the near future because people don't want to visit the Nazi state. DeSantis people said to him, we can blame it all on the word woke. But educated people know what he is trying to do. It's just a pity that the people of Florida don't. So they reveal they're not from Florida this and they're like pontificating upon Florida, which is always like a fun thing to see. Like they're not that. I love that the liberal tack is not to like sympathize with the victims of what's going on yeah, in a place it's like, like this like It's of, to weaponize the bad people there. <laughs> like,
1: well, and to also lump every, you know, it's like, oh, all of Florida is, uh, you know, necessarily at fault for, for this.
2: Right.
0: Right, for this which guy. like everyone I know from Florida is really cool and a good person. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I I don't know what to tell you. Um, I feel bad for them ever living in or having to live in Florida, but you know, well, yeah, it's whatever. Well, you know, but the image here. Do you want to explain this image? It's just like powerful. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> firstly it's uh uh very um low res at this point because it's been like resaved yeah. probably half a dozen times or more. Um, at the top, it says dictator alert, and then it says free Florida from with Ron s- Der siren, Satan.
0: Ryan, they've got like siren emojis in it.
1: <laughs> free Florida from Ron Der Satan, and then we have it's Hitler, <laughs> but with Ron DeSantis's head superimposed over top. Um, and it says ban words, ban books, ban math, ban American history, ban healthcare choices, ban voting rights, ban people they hate, ban... Picketing and protests outside residences, banned protests in the public streets, banned social media from censoring politicians, posting hate speech, inciting violence, racism, homophobia, and domestic terrorism. Um,
0: I think well all we got to do, Andrew, is send this image to Florida, let the people see this, and I think it's that's game over for for Rondra Satan. Yeah. Um, I think
1: um, it might just be. Oh my goodness. Uh, I scrolled down and there's a meme from <laughs> oh, Occupy <no>. Democrats.
0: <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh,
1: it's it's uh, it, it's a uh, um, artistic depiction of Ron DeSantis made to oh look like uh, I like don't know, is Alfred he supposed e. Newman, to look, I, yeah, think? I guess so, yeah. And it says DeSantis 2024, tough on drag queens, weak on national security. Not what I would, you know, describe him as being weak on if I was trying to win people over. But whatever, that's that's occupied Democrats for you. Um, Yeah. Neither of these things are are going to harm him in any way. Honestly, the thing that will harm him is Trump pointing out that, like, he eats pudding with his fingers or whatever.
0: That he's a big old dork. Yeah. (laughs) He's got he's got negative riz. He's like he's a non-starter, and and the fact that people are putting so much focus and emphasis and like you know uh, they're 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 so like scared of him is just really funny to me. Yeah, really. His others funny. have said
1: he doesn't have the juice, you know yeah
0: he's not gonna pull it off like i don't i don't
1: like the guy i don't want to downplay this the the you know stuff that's been happening in florida under his watch but like I'm, but this i don't know
0: this almost does do that because it makes people who oppose it seem like they're unhinged or wackadoodle like and it's really not you know like yeah speaking of terrible guys that i am i'm amazed are still around uh you remember Vouch?
1: Uh well so I don't know that I ever knew of Vouch uh, enough to say that I could remember I know who Vouch is but I have yeah. uh, c- carefully avoided learning anything more than his existence and roughly he's,
0: he's like a streamer and yeah. he he has some he he's like his fans are just as sycophantic as like Andrew Tate fans but the problem is they take themselves way more seriously and think that they're like leftists when they're really like kind of like they're they're like dig.com uh ron paul more do you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. they're they're not eh, it's it's not it and they're most of them are pretty like racists like they don't think they are but they are type people so this is a this is a tweet by one of one of his supporters saying "Vouch has done more for anti-racism than any of you ever will nobody outside of your insular community watches you I've seen your streams you're insufferable to the average person you have no broad appeal if you're not changing minds who are you fighting <laughs> against a, what, racism how are you fighting against racism who who even cares <laughs> yeah I I just like this is this I mean, is a
1: perfect no example appeal. Like what, what do you, by the way, this is not just merely a supportive rush. They're a moderator for his stream apparently. So definitely no, no, you know, conflict of interest or whatever there. Um, yeah,
0: yeah it's just know. like these dialogues and discussions are why I really don't miss Twitter. Like I haven't been on there very much at all. Like I go on there to check DMS from some friends who like, for whatever reason, that's where they send me stuff, even though they have my phone number, I don't. Maybe I should tell them like, uh, just, I don't really want to go onto that site, but um, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. So
1: I'm also just not that interested uh, or like invested in like a streamer to this extent. I find it, uh, weird.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Some people just need to like, this is like, this is the touch grass demographic. Like they need to go outside and touch grass, like really bad. Um, I just rearranged some things there. I hope you saw that. So, uh,
1: yeah, next we have, um, I'm going to play this for you. This is, uh, this is the sort of thing that I get on my tech talk. I, I could not tell you why, but I think this will open your brain a little bit. Um, so I, just to give context here, the, the narrator of this tech talk is responding to a comment, um, Uh, The comment which says, Earth is a prison planet. We are moss to a flame with that light. Don't go to that light. So, okay, here we go.
2: Is Earth a prison planet and we're not supposed to go towards the light? Is an interesting question. Is Earth a prison for souls? No, but it could be. In the spirit realm, as described by thousands of people under past life regression hypnosis, they describe Earth as a school for souls to go to. Souls actually choose to come to Earth to work through karma. And if someone chooses a difficult life or one with a physical handicap, they actually work through a lot of karma, like 10 lifetimes worth of karma in a single life. If you look outside of the whole human thing, on a soul perspective, that is very, very attractive. On the spirit side, the evolution of consciousness would be like having a lot of money as a human. it's interesting, and you can do a lot more with it. But yes, there is a however. Because of the veil of forgetfulness, which is that reason why we don't remember any of our past lives or who we were before we came to this planet, we have the possibility to accrue more karma than we actually let go of. And if you accrue a bunch of karma, you're gonna continuously come back here over and over and over to work it out. And if each time you keep accruing more, that could seem almost like a prison, which is why it's so important to learn and grow and evolve, heal relationships, to learn how to become more... Em- anyway,
1: um, I love this stuff because, like, you can just make it up, you know? There's no book to read, so you can just say whatever you want.
0: <laughs> this is amazing because I can tell, as as a f- former, like, super-involved, well-read uh, Mormon, mm-hmm. um... This guy had something to do with Mormonism,
1: oh yeah some of
0: the words he used there veil of forgetfulness ah, for instance interesting is okay. a um doctrinal theological phrase in mormonism mm. um and the way he's basically describing things is almost like he mushed Mormonism or like some folk mormonism, so there's like a folk mormonism idea that you you um your lot in life was was um, conditioned on how diligent and righteous and good you were in the previous uh, spirit world before mm-hmm. you were born. So, you know, if you were cursed to um, be disabled, then that was probably because you had some things you didn't learn there that you have to learn here. So you're like not as good of a person or whatever. Right. Um, that's not like official theology of the church, but like probably like 80% of the church members, like either consciously believe this or like subconsciously, this is the conclusion they come to. Mm -hmm. Um, and the way he describes some of these things is like using Mormon terminology mixed with, like, uh, you know, sort of like Eastern Hindu yeah. kind of like stuff. That's funny. This guy is like, wow, he's really cooking. If, if
1: you choose a difficult life, you could work through a lot of karma. Ten ten lifetimes worth of karma in a single life. That's an incredible rate. Ten ten lives per life. You he's know? like a Mormon. That's, that's hustle grind set for New Age. Uh, <laughs> you
0: know, <laughs> I'll make a prediction this guy is a Mormon Mm. who went to Silicon Valley. Like, so he probably graduated BYU, got some stupid made up job in the Bay area. Mm. Um, and that was where he first encountered, um, Indian people Mm. and (laughs) learned, learned about karma. And, you know, he met some like Asian people and learned about Buddhist kind of things. And, uh, uh, kind of well, oh i can use this and uh and now he's like basically doing some sort of mlm coaching thing Involving. are you that. on his website <laughs> reading <laughs> nope because
1: i am this is just uh, i can tell Michael Armstrong is a soul purpose coach who helps people thrive in their space of genius. As a former tech entrepreneur, he has built multiple (laughs) startups, sold a company and spoken about the evolution of social media at tech companies. Michael has grown a social media following of over half a million people talking about the infinite nature of souls. He is dedicated to illuminating the untapped potential each of us have within so that we can live our best life yet. Michael's free gift to you, a 30 minute guided meditation to activate your soul purpose and step into a new timeline in your life. Click here. To activate this free gift, all I have What's to do na- is put in my name and email.
0: What's name his name again?
1: Michael Armstrong.
0: Well, that's too generic.
1: Michael Armstrong, 444.
0: Like, I'm trying to see if he, if he was uh, connected to BYU. That's mm, what I'm trying to look good for. Good
1: question, here. yeah.
0: Any of our listeners want to research this and find out for us, I'd be grateful.
1: But you hit it on the head, as a you know former tech guy. So yeah,
0: yeah, oh yeah.
1: It's interesting, yeah. you know. I think people burn out of the tech industry uh, in all sorts of different ways, and it's interesting to see how it affects some people versus others. You know, <laughs> sometimes you become like me. Other times, you uh, start saying random nonsense about souls and working through karma. And
0: I, I just a think a lot planet. of them intuit that they they come to a real realization that this is all flim flam and that the way to win is to, is to be the best flim flammer. Like it's not like actually tied to any material things. It's, it's, it's all. Well, certainly if,
1: if you're a guy who has sold like a company, uh, you basically know that you had to like make up a bunch of random stuff to get people to believe you or invest in your company (laughs) or whatever. So you're like, Oh, well that just must be how everything works, which is, you know, not necessarily wrong. Um, that's how evil this stuff is. Uh.
0: <laughs> Speaking of evil, dude, I see you've got a tweet here about seed oils and we're yeah, on the this... record of being an anti-seed oil. If you, if you <laughs> eat or drink or rub your body with seed oils, you will regret this. And I do, you know, I do wanna... you will repent.
1: I, I did uh, get some avocado oil yesterday, but I understand that that's one of the good oils. Uh, so that's, that yeah, one's fine. That's
0: a, it's a good oil.
1: Um, this is, uh, I want to shout out a uh, friend of the show, Mono, who brought this to my attention. Um, this is from Eric on Twitter, who is, of course, a blue check mark says real reason people OD on heroin is it's pure linoleic acid. Seed oils <laughs> injected straight into your body. Fentanyl too, because it's uh, essentially a hyperpotent potent lino- linoleate fentanyl zombies shuffling around San Francisco are the end point of our seed oil experiment only sped up and so it basically has a list here of uh, seeds slash nuts and what percent linoleic acid they are and poppy seed is at the top with 62% uh, linoleic acid Um, this is just you know um, these people don't know what they're talking about so but it's it's sort of amusing because it's just uh, you know it's like, what are you? you know, talk- good for- what are
0: you? What are you talking about? What, what do you even mean? Good for them, you know, making charts. You know, this is this is like a little busy box for them. As I long like how as they're they think just doing that this, because
1: poppy seed has a high concentration of linoleic acid that, like. So would fentanyl, a highly refined form of, you know. It's like, no, I think they take all also, that out. It's not useful. Also,
0: like, yeah, like, um how how well do you think something like that would survive in a powdered form that it's yeah. like <laughs> it's so funny to me. Bizarre.
1: <laughs> Utterly bizarre. But there you um, go, you know, seed oils, uh, keep away from it. You can have macadamia nuts. Those are only 2% linoleic acid. Cashews, hazelnuts, also okay. But like, for God's sake, don't have a walnut or a pecan. <laughs> I'm begging you. Don't have hemp either. Hemp is 57%. So no more, no more weed, I'm afraid.
0: No more, no weed more is, hemp seed oil for I me. I mean,
1: if you think about it, weed is just a kind of seed oil, you know. So.
0: How much linoleic acid is in my vape? Yeah that's that's uh, what was actually was causing the popcorn be lung,
1: so yeah.
0: <laughs> um uh, i see that cure cure starmer is up to some some fun stuff yeah right? i
1: want to you know thinking about american politics lately has made me sad um so uh-huh.
2: uh
1: i want to think about british politics because the stakes are minimal for me um
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh huh.
1: Uh, so uh, labor has uh, recently been polling quite well against the conservatives and uh, so baffling Keir, Keir Starmer has been doing everything he can to make that number go down.
0: He's like fighting to remain in second place.
1: Yeah. And so doggedly. Last, and so last week he said uh, labor are the real conservatives as he promises to protect quote our lay, way of life. Um, he will argue against redistribution alone promising to change his party's DNA like Tony Blair, quote, on steroids. And as we know, that went so well for them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the labor leader's leader will say, I don't care if I can yeah. do an impression of, if internal critics accuse him of taking on the conservatives, their own turf, insisting there are precious things in our way of life, in our environment, in our communities. That is our responsibility to protect and preserve and to pass on to future generations. <laughs> i just uh, like he's,
1: he's making a point here that like uh, the Tories have failed to protect the nhs the bbc rivers and seas you know all of the precious resources but i would not then go and say like we're the real conservatives
0: this is like the stupid arguments i made on facebook when i was like lib pilled yeah. like when i was trying to be like actually but <laughs> I'm that's more what this Republican is this you. is
1: you know uh Yes, at the end. The conservative party can no longer claim to be conservative. It conserves nothing we value. That's not you're not going to win anybody yeah. over with that. That's just like resistance nonsense. It's like, oh, uh, you say you're a Republican, but you support an authoritarian. Uh, I, I can got you, you imagine some, some
0: freaking gammon now, now you have to ogre. abandon your
1: ideology. You've lost. <laughs> From, I have won. I've won the debate, and now you must vote for Hillary or whatever
0: some guy some guy that eats <laughs> some guy that eats jellied eels being convinced by that argument <laughs> yeah <laughs> freaking incredible man
1: I don't know who they're well yeah just
0: I mean to be bizarre. honest we can't we can't talk we've got our own cure here in a way we've that's true you know he's 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 at least unlike Kirstarmer, starmer he actually has some kind of charisma oh so.
2: I'm transgender. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that one always gets me. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, uh, so, so I was uh, the other day. I was thinking I really need to be more plugged into like my local area, you know. So mm. I thought, okay, uh, you know, the big paper here, the only paper here is the Columbus Dispatch. So I went to see if they had an RSS feed, um, and they don't because. I guess Gannett has just decided that newspaper websites don't need RSS feeds anymore. Also, they want me to pay 15 of my dollars a month to read their website, uh, which I found ridiculous, but I couldn't help but notice that they had like a link to this op-ed by, um, us representative Troy Balderson, who has served Ohio's 12th congressional district since 2018. And he has an article or he has a column here about, uh, Biden's rush to green agenda pushing nation's electrical grid to the, to the brink, and he says we need to have an honest conversation about the important, unique roles natural gas and other energy sources play in meeting our baseload power generation demands. And I agree, in a way. <laughs> we do need to have a conversation about that
0: (laughs) and why Um, that's bad.
1: (laughs) But this is, you know, I think we've read stuff about this in the past. Like we read the, like, um, you know, the, the keep it grounded. In fact, do you remember that the like industry AstroTurfing website? And Mm. this is him just sort of repeating similar talking points given to him by, you know, the coal and gas industries, um, about coal and gas. You know, it's like, uh, uh, listen, uh, you know, if we uh, keep retiring fossil fuel generation, um, we won't have enough capacity to keep up. Uh, because that assumes that we're gonna like retire fossil fuel stations and then not replace them, um, which is weird. Um, you
0: want you want you want a, you want some fun news about Troy Balderson that I just found out? Oh, please. He started working for his family's car business, Balderson Motor Sales, as a mechanic while a college student. He was vice president and general manager of the company from 87 to 2008, the third generation of his family to run the business. So um, in financial disclosure statements, Balderson said he had no income from the company since 2008. The company closed in February 2018. Jeez. So like, hmm, he, he worked for a, a friggin' car sales company. I wonder if he had any sort of like bias, you know, or allegiance to uh, the oil industry. I wonder wonder hmm.
1: what i think this is another this is a similar example of like a guy identifying a problem but then proposing the completely wrong remedy so he says uh,
2: <laughs> making matters yeah. worse the
1: Biden administration is now considering a new rule to require coal and gas power stations to retrofit facilities to cut or capture all carbon dioxide emissions by 2040 while these heavy-handed federal mandates may be well-intentioned they are impractical impractical costly and put american households at a significantly higher risk of power outages i agree that having a coal or gas power station capture all of its carbon is impractical and costly, but his solution is, uh, you know, to, um, basically yeah uh the lower energy costs act which would quote reform the outdated permitting process increase domestic (laughs) energy production
0: they always say that reform the outdated permitting process yeah it's
1: basically we're gonna get rid of any sort of regulations um (laughs) and just let people do what they want and repeal a, a tax on natural gas and then he also introduced a bill called the grid reliability and resiliency improvements act Uh, which basically requires the North American Electric Reliability Corporation to submit a report to Congress event of identifying risks to the long-term reliability of the electric grid. I bet if you read that, you'll find what it, you know, is actually about. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, they like to talk about these things in these veiled terms. Um, And when the federal government drives reliable generation into retirement through misguided policy decisions, the American people should know the corresponding risk they ter- pose to long-term grid reliability. This is just, we talked about this before, that like, I don't know, this is, all this is, is this is propaganda for the oil and gas industry dressed up in some sort of fear-mongering about, oh, your power's gonna go out because the wind isn't blowing.
0: Yeah. That's all it is. And it's like, it's funny because like, I don't even know if people even really like listen to that much anymore, you know, like no
1: no one cares about this is the thing, (laughs) except for me. I guess it's
0: it's actually kind of funny that they're doing all this work that they don't really need to do, which is kind of like what Trumpism has realized, right? Well, no, it is work that
1: they need to do because the lobbyists say that they need to do it. The oil and gas industry needs more money. Therefore, it's work they need to do.
0: Well, what I'm saying is they could get them more money without doing all this fanfare, like, and no one's going to stop them. But they just, like, haven't realized that yet.
1: That's true. It's like, I don't know that you needed to write an op-ed about this. Like, you could have just done it. And honestly, it would not have come to my attention.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I guess I got to hand it to them for that, at least. Thank you. Thank you for your service. Um, To close out here, we've got a couple of great uh, Am I the Assholes from from reddit, reddit are you gonna make me com. have an opi-
1: express an opinion hmm.
0: maybe i don't know this first one i think we should do it in celebration because we're recording on mother's day right. shout out to all the mothers out there and uh the mother lovers um and mothers uh, many, or
1: uh people who know mothers um or people you know, who have a mother friends of
0: <laughs> people who may one day become a mother right mm-hmm.
1: yeah. um Am I the asshole for getting angry? My sis and brother-in-law robbed me of treating my mom for Mother's Day. Planning for Mother's Day and my mama has everything. She repeatedly insists I not buy her a gift. I finally get her to agree to let me take her for a meal restaurant of her choosing for Saturday before Mother's Day. She says she wants to invite my sister and brother-in-law. Three weeks prior, I text sis and inform her I'm taking mom out for Mother's Day and she's welcome to join if she wants. We enjoy our meal and the bill comes. Brother-in-law picks it up and I say, this meal's on me. It's my Mother's Day gift since mom refused gifts. Sister and brother-in-law refuse and say, we already agreed, the two of them. We want to pick up the bill. I inform again that the meal is my Mother's Day gift and I want to pay. He shoves his card at the waitress and she walks away. Sis asks, are you mad? I respond, of course I am. I told you this was my Mother's Day gift and I invited you. Sis and brother in law are in disbelief that I'm upset, and mom says, just say thank you. Her main goal is always to keep the peace.
0: <laughs> That's th- this was the incredible part because when I got to this reading it, I was like, oh, this was all out loud in front of their mom. Yeah, <laughs> this conversation. <laughs> awesome. This is
1: this is just weird. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I t- he texted his brother in law later and said, told him it was clear. This was my gift to mom and you robbed me of the chance to treat her to a nice meal. I invited you out of courtesy. So this is like one of those things where it's like, I don't know. I think everyone here is a little bit of an asshole. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's my feeling
1: on It's like, you're all just way too worried about this. I think.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like the mom being like, don't get me a gift. That's, that's like stupid energy. Let your kids get you. Who cares? Like, yeah, you know what I mean, and, and and then the the idea that I'm going to invite them, I I wonder if this person, um, was not inviting like a Side his siblings? Episode
1: where it's like I'm the inviter, you're the invitee. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> it's such a petty little thing, but it's almost like he invited them so that he could do like a see, I got mom a Mother's Day, you know what I mean? Yeah. That could also be part of it. All of these people, I mean, this is something I could see happening, but it's this, all just There's definitely something
1: performative going on here, and I'm just like, this is stupid. You're both being yeah. stupid. Like, knock <laughs> it yeah, off.
0: exactly. <laughs> which is like how most Am I the assholes feel to be, which is like, that's classic. So, happy Mother's Day. Yeah. Um, the next one is Am I the Asshole for referring to my husband as my biggest and strongest love in my wedding speech. Mm. I, 25 female... Got married last week to my husband, 25 male, with whom I have been with since we were 18. We started off as friends, but it grew into a beautiful partnership. He's the most understanding and supportive person in my life and one of the biggest priorities as I am his. I also have this group of friends since high school. I'll give fake names for the sake of the post. It's Rainia, Mary, and Becky. Rania is really the name you thought That's of for uh, a fake yeah. name. Like, couldn't just be like Jill or something? <laughs> okay. Ever since I started dating my husband, they've always tried to make our friendship versus my relationship into a competition on which is more important to me, to which I always reply that I don't like comparing and putting hierarchy on that stuff because each relationship serves a different purpose in my life. I adore my friends. And they've been extremely supportive, yet I'm not as close to them as I have been to my husband, but I still think it's wrong to go to their face and compare the love I have for each of them. Our families also have the concept of family always comes first. And while our families do love each other, at some points they'd throw in their true perspective of how his family considers me an outsider and my family considers him an outsider and would guilt us into putting them over our partner. All in all, people in our lives always tried to make our relationship an important co- importance competition while we never put each other in that position. All right. So like the setup for this is like I already hate this. This, <laughs> this is some this is some high school shit. So like yeah. First of all, these people have have like friends who haven't grown out of high, cause oh, in high like school. because remember you like your
1: husband more than me uh yeah i do <laughs> but
0: remember in high school when your friend would like start dating somebody and you'd be jealous
1: yeah and, and you'd yeah. be like
0: annoyed like why are you spending out with yeah, time with me anymore you never play video games
1: that's an emotion you feel when you're 16 and your frontal lobe isn't fully developed but like
0: come on but into your mid-20s you're 25 um, now like (laughs) they should have gotten over this and especially if you've been with him since you're 18 you've been with him for like seven years like i wonder (laughs) i wonder if
1: this person is the first of their friend group to get married and the others are just you know blatantly jealous that's not stated here but i suspect that may be the situation
0: but also their family sounds terrible it's like this is a common thing but man Like that, this is why when people like on dating apps say they're family oriented, I'm like, (laughs) yeah,
1: our families have the concept of family always comes first, which is basically like, I just expect you to do all sorts of things for
0: me. Uh, (laughs) Ideally, my perfect partner would be an orphan because like (laughs) that whole in-laws thing, like, like, like my family is like, we have our problems or whatever, but we're, we're like not weird and like manipulative of each other and guilt tripping and like trying to like my mom my mom doesn't like rule over our house with an iron fist you know what I mean like yeah it's not this weird hierarchical thing so that's a red
1: flag to me like Mm -hmm. parents or families that don't understand that their children are gonna be closer (laughs) to their you know spouses than the rest of their family it's like yeah it's
0: kind of i don't of know weird. how
1: you don't get that uh, but i guess it's just a, it must just be a desire to be controlling
0: i um, think that's what it is i think a lot of especially like boomers like that generation like gen xers like they see their children as like a product they created or like something that they're it's like it's, a it's, it's they're not they a person use. yeah yeah they're like they're like and they own them or something like it's really weird. Like they, and they're responsible for shaping them and making them into the thing that they want like it, it's bizarre i don't get that yeah, idea it's like you
1: raise a child and you tell them all these things about what to look for and then and, and then when they do go grow up and get married and move away you're like this is how you repay me and it's like what, <laughs> what did what, you what expect you, exactly
0: and also if everyone had this worldview like the species would just die like yeah. we'd never procreate like, Right. <laughs> so strange okay so at our wedding reception, during our speeches, he called me his greatest love, and I called him the most important person of my life and my greatest love. To which our families and my friends took great offense. Okay, so from-
1: your families are being weird, but your friends are being really weird. Your friends that's suck. Really, like weird. that's just like <laughs> seriously. Shut up.
0: We've been bombarded <laughs> with guilt tripping words from our families for how wrong it is for us to put each other first oh and God. consider each other the most important person and quote unquote tossing our families to the side. Oh my God. And my and my friend said how harmful it is oh, to me man. to lie for so long about not wanting to put hierarchy and compare the loves I have for friends slash partners slash family just to publicly announce how my husband is my greatest love. Maybe I am the asshole for putting that part in the speech because it hurt people around me. Cause offense and controversy. No, No. you're not. You are fucking normal. No, you're not. (laughs) Because your
1: your friends and family have been wanting you to establish this hierarchy for this whole time. And now that you have, in a way that does not favor them, they're upset about it. It's like tough shit.
2: I have no empathy (laughs) for it. Give me a break.
1: You know? Yeah. I don't know. These are just like
0: terrible people, man. I just, the idea that, like, well,
1: you don't, you, you, you know, either friends or family being like, you love your husband more than me. It's like, yeah uh you know like just think about it this is the person that i'm having (laughs) sex with i'm not having sex (laughs) with you
0: (laughs) it sort of like tells you everything you need to know that the that the person writing this am i the asshole post isn't any of the family isn't any of the friends that, like the family saying, ah, oh, am I an asshole? Cause I'm really upset that my child chooses their spouse over us. And it's not the friends saying, am I the asshole? Cause I'm really upset that my friend chooses their spouse over our, our friend group. No, it's the, it's them. So like, that's where it tells you, like they're the only self-aware person who can actually like look at their actions and go, maybe should I reconsider? Like they're actually thinking about what they're doing where these other people are just like, no self awareness just assured that they're right
1: <laughs> also like wh- you don't critique someone's wedding speech you know that's not that's a that's what are such you doing? a
0: weird like
1: imagine t- when like I, when i get married and I make a wedding speech someone comes up to me and says like uh actually i'm like i'm gonna punch you in the face <laughs> like what are you doing this <laughs> not what, this isn't about you you know like come on
0: yeah i people people just can't they can't and i and I really do feel like people are just getting like so deranged. Like, oh, yeah. We, they, no, touching grass is no longer enough. They need to be locked in the middle of a hay barn <laughs> and just made to live in the hay for a week. Yeah, that's how much contact they need with grass. <laughs>
1: The good thing is the the responses to this uh, are largely in agreement with us, saying you yeah. know you're not the asshole, your family and friends are weird, which gives me some hope, I guess. But you know, uh, on the end, it's like, how do you? I don't know. This is one of those things where it's like I do not understand how you could think this in this manner. It's bizarre to me.
0: But it's common. You know? I mean, I've seen these things. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I especially the family know, stuff. You know. I hear about this all the time from people who are many such cases. Like, yeah i'm just like couldn't be me um you know that whole like trying to control your your siblings to me is a foul act
1: yeah i don't you know i just don't have frankly the energy for that i don't why would i want to yeah that's the other thing
0: i don't get these people need to get a hobby or something. i don't know man like
1: now more than ever
0: (laughs) i have no idea what i'm doing i was not prepared for this I'm trying and I'm learning, thank you for your patience. There's so many mistakes I have already made, but I'm working to be better day by day. And I think I'm gonna make it, but for now I'll say, I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing.